0: Now, proud partner of the Clydesdale Media, this is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I've known this gentleman for, God, like eight, nine years, roughly. Uh, He's a CrossFit athlete and dad, Chase Smith. How's everything going?
1: It's going great, man. I uh, appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, I we've known each other since pretty much CrossFit Three when you were a coach there. But before, yeah. before I want to talk about CrossFit or anything like that. I know you're kind of like a newish dad, so I kind of want to talk about you being a dad and you know how's it going being a dad and like what were like the oh shit moments that you have kind of yeah, yeah. From being a dad.
1: No, yeah. So uh, our son King just uh, just turned one. He turned one uh, Christmas Day. Oh, nice! Yeah, so uh, he shares, you know, his birthday on Christmas as well as my brother. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, my brother's birthday is is uh, Christmas Day as well. So um, he shares a birthday with my my brother. So that's great. But overall, like I don't know, man. It's it's been incredible journey. Honestly, uh, just kind of watching him grow and, and develop as a human. You know, he's like. Starting to have like before it was, you know, he has to have things, right? He, it's so, just basic, uh, basic survival. But now it's like he has wants, like he wants certain things, and you know, he doesn't want certain things. So it, his, his personality is growing, and it's just incredible to kind of see.
0: Yeah. So when when he was first born, you know, like holding him. What what was like going? Do you, do you remember like what was going through your mind when you were holding him for the first time? Uh,
1: I don't honestly. Honestly, it was so overwhelming at the hospital being there uh, and, and just like making sure he's all right, making sure Heather's all right. Uh, so it was just very overwhelming there, you know, and the nurse is just coming in and out. Yeah. Uh, so you, and you're just seeing a, a new face like every hour and, and they're throwing so, many, so much information at, at you. It's so like hard to kind of settle in and, and appreciate the moment. Uh, it wasn't until like I got home and I sat in the couch and it was just him and I, uh, Heather went into the other bedroom and it was just like that, I don't know, instant connection where it was like, it was, it was real for me at that moment that it was just like, you know, you're my human basically. Uh, so it wasn't until I got home where it was like, really hit me hard. Like, like, Hey, I got you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you're my guy. Yeah. Um, but it was just so cool when he when he was first born you know they they make you took him just to you know check on him, make sure he was all right. he had a little fluid, so I walked over there and it was just like immediate eye connection. it was just incredible his his eyes um just kind of locked in on me, and that was a, a really cool movement uh, uh moment for me with him so. Yeah. It's just like little things now. It's, it's really trying to be appreciative of the little things. And it's just so funny because the things you're seeing, you know, you went through those experiences, but you never appreciate them. So like, it's, it's really cool to kind of be almost on the outside of his, his growth and witness like the things he's realizing, the things he's learning. Uh, So that's, that's, I'm super excited for that and, and for him just to, be there to kind of give him guidance but to you know learn on his own at the same time you know and go through those experiences so I'm excited for that to come
0: yeah i i the, the thing with like being at the at the hospital when like you're when you have your first born or like when you have a newborn it's like you get no sleep like you said because there's yeah. like millions of like nurses coming in medical assistants like anybody and it's just like yeah. just, just leave us alone just like
1: seriously like in the nicest way possible <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: Give give us like like half an hour half an hour like I don't I don't care like just just, just whatever but um yeah it's 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 fun I mean I have I have a six and a two year old a six and a three year old so it's it's okay so I, I have the oldest one's a boy and the youngest one's a girl so it's been an adventure with two so and and it's pretty cool like we had a um, when I had my gym in my basement he was okay. like, so little like I had the barbell with weights on there and so he would hold on to the barbell and I would pick it up for him. And like, yeah. he, he was like, this was when he was like three, and he was like, now he was like trying to pick it up and just, you know, thinking he's strong enough to pick up the barbell. Dude,
1: that's exactly how he is right now. He's one years old. Like, he, like Heather worked out every day since she was pregnant. Uh, she was always in the gym. Uh, so around loud music, around weights, kind of slamming, and he would go with her, you know, when he could, uh, and, and sleep during classes. You know, it's just because everything was so normal to him. Yeah. But like now that he's like so mobile, like he if because we have the home gym in the garage as well. If there's a barbell that has weights, he'll walk over and just like hold it or stand up on it. He he has a little barbell um, kind of with like foam plates yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he can like play with. He's actually like starting to lift it a little bit. It's it's incredible. And then, of course, I already got him a an actual barbell. So he has to grow into that. Yeah. But he he's so active. He just wants to be involved. In and time, like we're if, if Heather brings him to the gym, he's like in it, trying to crawl all over the place. He cannot contain him. Uh, when we're home, same thing. We can't contain him in the garage. He just wants to be on everything or do whatever we're doing.
0: Yeah, it's it's like those it's like those kids that you see like when they're older and then the CrossFit gym and they're just like dangling and swinging on like the Olympic rings yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I can imagine. I can do, I can imagine King later on. Like down the road,
1: just like that. Oh man, I'm so excited. You know, <laughs> but either way, whatever he wants to do, but still, like, I, I hope he does get into it. Yeah, sure. Very cool.
0: So, what was? I, I know you lived in New Hampshire for a little while before you moved to Texas. So, what, what yeah. was your? Um, what was your upbringing? Pretty much. Were you pretty active in sports?
1: Yeah, I was pretty active for the most part. Like, I always, always out playing ball, or I was just always outside. Um, you know, so I. I I would say for the most part, I was always super active. Uh, I was kinda, so I kinda lived in an upbringing with my grandparents. Uh, My grandfather was kind of my father figure and he kinda, and he, you know, set me up for success in that sense with, you know, we had a built-in pool. He built me a half basketball court. We had a a trampoline always in the back. Um, So it was just, he almost like basically built me a, a playground at one point so i was always outside being active uh nothing else in that or i knew nothing else you know whether it was like games inside or watching tv i just being outside was a normal for me uh and then growing up getting older being able to play sports i tried a few things i've tried hockey i've tried basketball soccer um but football is kind of where i fell in love you know for sport wise and I enjoyed basketball, but I kind of just found my, my place in football. Mm-hmm. Very, cool, very cool,
0: So when when did CrossFit come around?
1: Uh, CrossFit came in when I graduated college. And CrossFit, like, I didn't know anything too much about it, honestly. Like, I would see people in, in school, uh, like, do Cross. I didn't know it was CrossFit, but they were, you know, doing that kind of stuff with, like, kipping pull-ups or – like um burpees and, and other movements all like kind of just cycling through things and and I, again I didn't know what they were doing it was just something that was not normal to me um, and then a buddy of mine was doing CrossFit and he would just talk about it nonstop. stop uh, anytime he would visit me at school or if I'd come home and and see him uh, he was just always talking about it and it, I didn't say anything about it. It was just it would literally just go in one ear, not the other. I just, <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, or, or did I understand it at the point at the time? But it wasn't until I graduated. And I'll be honest, I was a gym rat. Like I loved working out. I enjoyed being in the gym. Uh, if you know, that was kind of my lifestyle. I just wanted to be there. Uh, but it, it was, I went to the gym. And I literally was, like, miserable. I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't. So I, I hit, called up my buddy. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? So I just got to the gym. Um, I'm like, is there any way I can come? He's like, you got, like, 15 minutes. So I literally left everything, like, at that gym, like, plates on the floor, plates on the barbell, and I just left immediately and rushed over there. And at the time, they were doing, uh, and this was a Saturday, so at the time, they were doing two workouts on Saturdays. And I forget, it was like kettlebell swings, running and rope climbs. And then there was like a power clean jump rope after that. And I just remember going home and passing out on the couch. Waking up the next morning though, and I went back and signed up. I was hooked. Yeah. I've just like, I've, you know, obviously played football all the way up, you know, from middle school all the way through high school. And then I did some semi pro when I was in college. So I was always active in, that, in the scene of football, growing, you know, growing up, but I, never, I don't think, even football never made me feel that accomplished. If that makes sense, you know, I, I just, I felt like I could do anything at that point. I just, I really felt like I truly was testing out my full potential in something that was physically active. So that's where I was just hooked. Um, so I just started doing classes, and then I found out you could do this as like a sport and I'm like, what do I need to do? So at the time I was, you know, working my day job. So I'd go there at like five fifteen in the morning, work on the things I need to work on. And then I go back there at four and then do my second piece just to like improve and, and hope to be close to this sport side or try to, uh, you know, pursue it. Um, That being said, like, I remember working out, you know, daily and, and every day or like every other week, it'd be like 129 days to the open, you know, 79 days to the open, 52 days. I'm like, sweet, man. Awesome. Good for you. Like, I had no clue what the open was. And it wasn't really until like the second week that I understood what it was. because I I did the first workout uh, week one on the night it was released because I, I didn't know any better. I was like, yeah, I'll do it, sure. And they were doing it, uh, they were releasing on Wednesday. And it was really cool, like the announcements and stuff like that. So I did the workout, and it was, uh, what was it? It was the snatch ladder, increasing weight, 30 reps, and then decreasing in burpees. Uh, so you would do like, 50 burpees and 30 snatches, and 40 burpees, 30 snatches, at a heavier load, and so forth. And you have so, many, so much time to get as far as you can. And I remember there was like five or four seconds left. And like, I just stopped and collapsed to the ground. Like, what are you doing? You you could have got like one or two more reps. I'm like, I'm tired. Like I'm dead. I didn't, I didn't understand what it meant. Right. Like it meant, it meant something in a sense of like placement, helping your affiliate out. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was like, you, you got points or, or anything like that so it wasn't until like really week two where I kind of understood like how much this means and it could contribute to you know an affiliate or any gym um so I was like all right let's go so you know I would I redid workouts uh, came up with different game plans and you know it, uh, sometimes I think I did the last one it was uh 20 no it was 13 13.5 where i did it literally three times just because i wanted to help the gym i, I wanted they were pursuing to go to regionals yeah. so i wanted to do anything i could for them to help them get there and then we ended up qualifying for regionals that year for the first time and i was stoked for them and then they asked me to be on the team and i was blown away so uh It was very surreal, you know, because I never dreamt of that. I never was doing it to, you know, be on, be a spot on the team. I was just doing it to solely help them out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was really cool to be a part of that uh, for their first year and obviously my first year. Very
0: cool, very cool. And when did you realize, I mean... This, this is, like, all in a one-year, like, probably less than a one-year span of, of you. Yeah,
1: so I started in 2012, and 2013 was my first Open, and that was the first year uh, we qualified at free for a regionals.
0: Yeah, very cool. Now, what was – now, a re- regionals back in the day, that was at the, the Reebok facility, correct? Yeah,
1: outside, man. I, yeah. Badass. It was – that was an unreal experience, and I – Honestly, I feel bad for those that couldn't experience that. You know, when we were forced to move inside, I, I feel bad for those that weren't able to experience the, the um, venue at, at Reebok. Because it was just, it was a different environment, yeah. you know, to be outside and the spectators and your friends, your family, they were so close to you. You know, you could feel the energy. You, um, you could hear them. So it just, it just, I don't know, brought you to to another level. You know, it was just, it was definitely a different experience from going from outside to being inside.
0: Yeah. Now, now for the listeners, this is for the, this is in the Northeast region. So where, yeah. where we did, uh, where the regionals for the Northeast, it was at the the old Reebok facility in Canton,
1: Massachusetts. And yeah. And at the time it was only the Northeast, yeah. right. There was no super regionals where it was the was, you know, the East and, and whatnot. It was just only the Northeast. So, um, little bit you know tighter of individuals and teams of who could actually compete against each other there um so it was yeah like to as they switched to inside and as they switched into the divisions it definitely changed a little bit but overall i loved it i would you know i wish they had something well now that's getting back to something similar but it's definitely something that will i'll never forget
0: you know yeah. I mean there was there was some cool workouts there, you know, and yeah. they and being outside in the sun, everyone's wearing shades and I remember the yeah. I, remember, I remember with you guys I was watching it one year. I Forget what year it was. It was like this the max snatch event. It was, I don't know if it was it, like 14 or 14.
1: it might have been it might have been four no, it might have been 14. Okay. I think. Yeah. Cuz uh, 2013 it was overhead squat from the floor. And then, yeah, 2014, uh, it was the Hang snatch.
0: That's it. Yeah. I really,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, every time I, every time i had a chance to watch regionals, I was making sure, like I was watching, you know, CrossFit Free, because, like, how how I met him, I I did I had a one month membership to CrossFit Free because I was training at, our, at a at an Air Force gym for a while, okay. and so my wife was like, here, there's a gym like right down the street, and here's a month membership, and just check it out, and so that's. How I got introduced to Chase and I didn't. Re- I me being at the Air Force Gym was great. Like we had some like great athletes there, but like not no one, nothing like compared to CrossFit Freight. Like you, me, there was you guys had some absolute freaks at that gym, and you had yeah, I man, there yeah, was, studs it, over there. Yeah, and I'm like one of the workouts I was. It, you guys it was uh, I remember it was I think 30 rounds for time or something like that. It was like one power clean. Um, oh right. holy man push-ups and like the med ball um, like uh, wall balls and, and um, I remember the co- the head coach of the whole gym was like all right you guys are doing 275 and I was like I was like I couldn't fathom like doing 225 and I did it for one like I did it for the whole workout but I'm like 275 that's like not not you guys are like power cleaning it and I'm like this 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 is this is I don't what, what's happening here
1: yeah that's that's how I, my." I First year there was was basically I felt like I was the guinea pig. It was like, for a little bit, I had to like go in the morning for classes. And I remember Justin's like, All right, here's the workout, we're gonna do three rounds, it was like deadlifts, ring dips, running. He's like, Oh, Chase, and by the way, you're gonna do five rounds. I'm like, Wait, what? He's like, Yeah. So like I was, I ended up being the guinea pig for a lot of that stuff. And but uh, it was great. Like it, it definitely helped with, uh, where I am today, you know? So those guys are awesome over there.
0: Yeah. So when did you start coaching there?
1: I actually started coaching after regionals. Okay. So, uh, after the 2013 season, I started coaching in August where, um, and it's kind of, it's, it's been amazing. Like that's kind of where everything has kicked off for me in that sense. And it kind of has led up to where I am today because of it. Uh, So I'm super grateful for them to give me the opportunity to, you know, basically taking a chance on me to, you know, to coach and to run classes. And, but at the same time, it was, uh, you know, selfish of me to, to, I got to learn from them. Right. So um, it was a great learning curve and learning experience for me to develop as a coach and, Kind of develop my own style and and whatnot.
0: Yeah, you were one. Of, you were my actually favorite coach there. So thank you. And like, so how did you like? You know, when you first started coaching, to like, you know, when you stopped for a little while, like, how did you learn and you know realize like this might be a better way of coaching compared to like what they're teaching me?
1: I just took it. I always put myself in other people's shoes. You know, when it comes to. Uh, running a, a class, getting people prepped for classes, um, or when it even comes down to my program, when I program for indiv- individuals and, and affiliates is, is I put myself in the shoes and and I'll never have anyone ever do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really try to break down the day in, in itself. Like if, so let's take instance for coaching, my goal, is to first look at the, the day and what we have going on. And then I need to prep. So not like warm up is a warm up. But before that, I still need to get everybody prepped for what's to come, including the warm up itself. Right? You have no clue what's going on in people's lives. Um, you have no clue where people are coming from. You don't know if they're just like five minutes down the road or they were sitting in an hour of traffic so getting people slowly progressing into the warm-up rather than kind of just like hit the ground running that's kind of where i learned for myself like i need to prep my body a little bit and then i can start to pick up that intensity for the warm-up and be a little bit more specific to the movements as that starts to develop so i i more or less just took myself and just try to you know give what i also need right so i I always want to make sure I'm, I'd like to think I go over and beyond in that sense. Uh, I, by making sure people prep prepping the movements specifically, start to move slash sweat a little bit and then really break down the movements, right? Instead of just like, say we have burpees in a, in a, in the workout, there's, there's ways to progress for that, you know, pushups, lunges, uh, squats, and then you go to your step down, step up burpees. And then you can start being a little bit more explosive and dropping onto the body and jumping up, hopefully landing on flat feet. So really just trying to break down the movement into progressions or the warm up specifically, just to get them ready. Um, so yeah, I just I've used myself as just like everyone else has sometimes I use myself as a guinea pig yeah. and have figured out that there's more to the warm up than anything. Like That's really the make or break I I find for classes and really sets affiliates apart and then also sets individuals apart. You know, it's just solely like, what are you doing for the members? You know, it's not just about giving just a few people, some cues and hitting the the start clock and saying time limit, you know, when it's up, it's really kind of getting that connection, but making sure people are are able to come the next day. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I want to see everyone every day, you know, If regardless of what you have for a membership, awesome. I still want to see you as much as possible. I don't want you to have to take time off because of something that happened on my watch or even outside of it, you know, outside the walls. If I can improve you inside, there's a good chance you'll have some improvement on the outside when it comes to anything that you're doing. You know, for me, my members people are more likely to get hurt outside my walls than they do inside.
0: Yeah. I I do. I do remember one time there was a gentleman squatting and he was, I think was like trying to get to like a one rep max or something like that. And he was struggling for like that last rep, but then he wanted to add more weight. And like you specifically said like, no, like you're
1: done. Dude, I have literally no issue with raining on people's parades. Like I will be very blunt when if I don't, if I don't see anything that's going to improve you or if like there's any risk of injury, like I'll stop anyone. And honestly, and I do that for myself as well. You know, say if I'm coming back from an injury or there's something that's just been not working for me, I typically, and I, and I told my members, this is take the week, the week you feel good, take another week there's no harm in, in taking that next week. Yeah, there there's a chance, right, not saying it's going to happen, but there's a chance that you could end up, you know, injuring it again, or just not improving as quickly as you'd like. So that's the biggest thing is, is for me personally, when I'm feeling good, I take another week off from that date. So that's what I have my members do same thing. If there's anything that's kind of aches or pains and you just you don't lose. Mm-hmm. You can lose, but you're not going to lose a single thing uh, just taking that precaution, basically. Yeah.
0: Muscle memory is a, a, a great thing. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So, um, obviously, like when you started in 2013, you know, if you look, if you look at your profile in CrossFit.com, you've like grown. You've actually steadied, like going up in the rankings during the open and regionals and stuff like that. So. What was the switch? Just like- all ego, man.
1: Oh, I, I, yeah, that's that's you know that's right. That's something that you just always ch- chasing greatness and trying to to beat yourself. Um, but yeah, to it, it's it's been a, a tough climb, right? It's every year your your goal is to improve, right? So you could it's regardless of the program you follow in that sense, you, you still need to put the work in. You still need to. Have your proper progressions, and you still need to learn from the previous years. Mm-hmm. So, that it's just so it. I've benefited from the experience that I've had in that sense of, you know, weaknesses and things I need to develop. And, it, and obviously, it helps to have a coach, right? To see yeah. that, like, it's, it's very hard to do this alone, mm-hmm. it, it, it's almost impossible. Yeah. It, it really does take an army, a community, a, a team, or whatever you want to call it to accomplish these goals, especially in the sport.
0: Yeah, I agree. So um, I know since you said, you know, you're better off training with other people, I know Tasia Persevich was working out across the Free. So when did she come yeah. about and was working out with her kind of helping your game out and kind of vice versa?
1: Oh, for sure. Um I don't know when. I can't remember exactly. Maybe it was... I think it was 2015 yeah like end of 2014 of 2015 when um, she came in and yet and it was it was it it was super beneficial to have um that caliber of an athlete in there to push you know there was always be that back and forth there was never just like a constant chase on either end mm-hmm. it was always back and forth and i i'd be lying if i didn't say i i didn't improve having her there to chase after um she was a phenomenal athlete she is one so it it was very i was very grateful to have someone there to push in that sense um and we had other great athletes there as well you know to to put it was dude it was a stacked roster in itself you know we for the guys we had juan we had john c we had joey Uh, So JP, he was a, a, another guy that was a good, he's a good friend of mine that kind of went back and forth for, for a while. Um, But, and that's what allows me to kind of chase after Like, I love the, love the chase. I don't want to be in front. I would rather chase just to kind of see the potential, see where I need to kind of pick up um, and just learn. That's, that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. and, it's awesome to have this experience, but I would be lying if there would be sometimes like, I wish I was starting from square one and I knew nothing like a blank slate. Yeah. And just like, I didn't know when to kind of ease off. And I just kind of just went, you know, red line a little bit on some things um, just because it, it's, that's when you kind of make those progressions, you make those gains is it's pushing yourself and rather than knowing. And you start to kind of ease off a little bit. So you know what, what it feels like, you know, that experience. So, uh, I wish I had some, some of those days where I just kind of forget everything and just go.
0: Yeah. Well, and it is pretty cool to be like the fittest in New Hampshire for like a couple of years in a row.
1: Yeah. That was another thing. That, that was an ego thing, right. <laughs> to, to be, to be the best in New Hampshire. Uh, and I wasn't willing to let that go. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was, a. Uh, a big thing that I kind of chased after and, and I enjoyed it. it. was it was fun. And again, it was another thing that it improved free, right? Like that was my my home. That was the first place I've ever been. Uh, it was the only place for a while that I only went. So um, it, it, I was trying to and I would try to do anything that yes, I benefit from, but would also benefit them and improve them. Yeah. So chasing that title was kind of a must for me. Uh, and if I was still up there, I promised you, I'd be chasing, still chasing it.
0: Yeah, very cool. So, in uh, I know, twenty sixteen, you were. I mean, I'm gonna do a little ego boosting for you a little bit. So, okay. Uh, so in twenty sixteen, you were eleventh worldwide in the open, and then you placed second in in the region. So, um, and I believe you uh, you didn't move forward. I believe in the, to the CrossFit Games because you had like a pec injury or something like that.
1: Was that it? In twenty sixteen. Uh no, twenty sixteen was the year I tied okay. for the games. Okay. And I and I lost a tiebreaker based on uh their rule their rule at the time. It was your highest placement. And I think I had a fourth and Alex had a second. Oh
0: that's right. Yep. Okay.
1: So uh I lost the tiebreaker on that one. Yeah. Which yeah, it was de- it was definitely devastating. Uh for the same time like looking at it, like, I wasn't supposed to be there. Like, I wasn't supposed to be in that position. In 2015, uh, in training, I ended up tearing my my chest. Uh, but it was, like, a minor tear. It wasn't anything that required surgery, just required time off. So that was a tough one to swallow because it was my first year qualifying for regionals. Yeah. As Well, actually, it was my second time qualifying as an individual, but my first time accepting it in 2015. So it was a tough thing to like, I literally waited until they called my heat to to withdraw Um, just because I, I was in denial the whole time. Mm -hmm. But, and then 2016 is kind of, I made a stamp for sure. I did, I did really well in the open. And, and like I said, I didn't expect that Um, or like that was never a goal of mine to do that. So it was really cool to be there. And then when I got there, and it was just an amazing experience. And like I said, I would never have guessed or did I plan on potentially qualifying my first time ever being at Regionals. Mm -hmm. So it was just super cool to be in the running and have the possibility. Um, So yeah. I don't know, there's obviously things you can look back and and wish, because I think I was like .03 seconds away from like actually having it. So, uh, and it was just, I think like a slight hesitation during the rope climb or something, or it could be any workout. But it was a really cool regionals for me, not for the whole tying purpose and, and doing as well as I did, but there was a lot of things that I conquered. Like that snatch ladder. I remember in training, I could barely hit 245. So to be able to hit, to clear the ladder uh, was amazing. It was, and then I, uh, so my fourth place finish, right, my highest placement, what was actually my worst workout that I did in training. It was uh, the, the handstand walk, and then it was overhead squats. It was rowing, burpees over a box, and then overhead squats to close up the workout at a heavier weight. And in, in training, that was, like, by far my worst workout. Even going into it, uh, Brandon was talking to Jason Layden, and beforehand he was like, yeah, we're, I'm super concerned. Chase is concerned about this workout going into it. And I absolutely crushed it. I For me, like, uh, I did really well. And that's where I actually had my highest placement. So it was definitely a shocker. And I, and I did make some adjustments, honestly. It was, like, last-minute adjustments. I, I broke up the handstand walks a lot more. Uh, and then, for some reason, that day, just overhead squats felt phenomenal. And they usually don't. I don't know if it was just the environment, the energy. I was just, you know, we're, I think, two days in. So I'm just, like, opened up more. I, I don't know. It was just – but it was awesome. So that year, it was – it was definitely upsetting, but overall a great experience, man. I had a, a phenomenal time, conquered a lot of a lot of my downfalls and all the things I was concerned about, so it was it was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, very cool. So did you get a little bit more recognition after that regional workouts from, like, other athletes to kind of have you or them come up to train with you?
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah, for sure. Like, it, our Saturdays blew up, you know, obviously – you know, Monday through Friday is, it's a weekday, so, uh, but we did have some, like, new athletes want to come up and train during the week, so we probably, you know, got, like, three athletes that wanted to come up and train with us, and then, like I said, Saturdays, you know, that was kind of, like, a competition, Saturdays, and it it would be, like, 20 and 30 of us sometimes. Okay. It was, yeah, and it just continued to grow, like, more and more people just wanted to come up and come up and train with us. So, and I loved it. it. It definitely, definitely pushed me. Cause, dude, I don't want to, don't want to lose my my house. Yeah, right? Course. Like, there's no way in hell I'm gonna let someone beat me in, in my house. So, um, it was it was great to have people start to come up and and be the person for them to chase.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, um, in 2017, they had the notorious ring dips.
1: Yeah, dude. Come on. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, obviously like watching you, you were like right next to Matt Fraser and doing mm-hmm. reps and just tore your pack. Like you were on the down on the ground grimacing. So like what what happened before it even happened and like what was going through your mind
1: after? I have no clue what happened beforehand. Uh, I I know I can I remember the moment, the rep, what it felt like, what it sounded like. Uh but before, man, I felt great. Like there was no signs of like, hey, maybe you should ease off. Like, but hey, this does feel off. I I was plenty warmed up. Um, so I was I felt fine going into it. I really did, and and it felt so good doing the workout. It, it being kind of in the lead the whole time, and I felt great. Like I remember running back to the rings after for the 15s and just having a huge smile on my face like just felt really good yeah and then on rep number 13 is when i felt it and that was like devastating that was like my world crashed upside down sideways like it it was uh, like a car wreck um it was i was almost in shock like there was i wasn't in pain i was literally just in shock because I felt it and I, and I heard it and I knew what it was. And I just, I just didn't know what to do. I was hysterical. And, you know, I remember going over to Brandon and, and I'll be honest, just literally crying in the shoulders. Like it was a tough pill to swallow. Just cause I, I know how hard I've worked and I know how hard others have kind of uh, supported me and worked with me and sacrificed to help me get there. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just, it was devastating for myself, but you know, for others, just, you know, thinking that I let them down. Um, so it was, it was tough, man. I just, I was kind of lost after that. I'm not going to lie. I I just didn't know what to do with myself.
0: Yeah. So I I felt great. Yeah. So what I've heard from other people, if they said that pretty much, you know for that regional workout that a lot of people were like overtraining the ring dips which caused you know a lot of because there was like three other people in that region that popped their you know pectoral muscle
1: yeah there was a lot of us i think there were like 38 total yeah
0: so do you think do you think it was because of like you guys overtraining or
1: no no i think it's i think it's 100% uh what it was paired with that day and uh, let me rephrase that what what was previous you know the workout we had uh, weighted chest to bar, we had weighted handstand push-ups, and then air squats. I think it was like ten rounds. Uh, I forget, but it was those movements. And I think it was with the weighted vests, the handstand push-ups, and the pull-ups being that combination, just kind of overstretching yep. the the chest. Uh, and I and I say that. Solely because so Alex Mignot also had to withdraw that year and he tore his chest. He also mocked the day. So he did it. He didn't, it's not like he just did that workout. He literally tried to do regionals for a mock regionals weekend and he started out without that, that round, 10 round workout and then rested how he normally would, like our two, three hours. And then he went to that workout. So that's just another reason why, you know, I think that's that's why we all tore. It's just the combination of the day. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I never overtrained ring dips. I, I think I did the workout once, but like I would just train ring dips the same way I would train anything else. I never like overtrained that. If anything, I thought it was a strength for me, you know, for, for many things, uh, shoulder pressing and ring dips and push-ups, uh, were definitely my strong suit. So, if anything, I didn't—I don't think I trained it enough, but not overtrained it. I really just truly believe it was just the combination of the day and how it played out.
0: Yeah. So a- after the injury, like I know you—you you posted a couple pictures back in the day of like pretty much doing a lot of legs or like banded marches and stuff like that. So, like, what was your mind mindset throughout like the whole like injuries, trying to recover and trying to like get back to where you were?
1: Uh, injuries. So. Those are almost kind of like a, they were like a blessing in disguise. And I say that because it, it taught me to be, so it made me a better coach because mm. it allowed me to be creative and learn that there's always something you can do. No matter what, there's something you can do. And it might be boring for a while. It might be, you know, tedious and, and you might just have to keep on doing it over and over again. But it, you're in the long term. You're going to benefit from it rather than just not doing anything at all and feeling bad for yourself. Yeah. So I just I would YouTube things. I would Google things and, and just find ways. And then I would kind of like Mickey Mouse things together to to do certain things uh, and focus on different variations. So I could kind of keep my my sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just I had to be creative. I had to learn things. I had to to learn new ways. And like I said, it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Trust me. Like if I had the option, I wouldn't have to go through it, but it allowed me to be a better coach in the long run to help others that may have something that's very similar uh, or it's just something completely different. And I need to allow them to continue moving. Right. They, they want to be there. There's no reason why they can't be there. We just have to, do something a little bit different and something that's along the lines with the stimulus that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I enjoyed that side of it, I guess, if anything, if there was any enjoyment out of being injured, uh, it was just learning new ways, learning new things and just trying to be creative to, to make sure when I was ready to come back, I wasn't starting from square one. Mm -hmm.
0: Very cool. So, uh, what, what made you move down to Texas from New Hampshire?
1: My wife, my lovely wife, right? Uh, she's uh, honestly the sole reason why I'm down here. It's I had it was kind of um, just a leap in a sense of faith because I don't there's, I didn't, didn't have to come down here. It wasn't because I had a job or I needed to relocate. It was just she was down here uh, and I had nothing to lose in that sense of, of leaving. You know, I've been I've been in New England my entire life. Uh, and I've had chances to, to leave, but I've always been too scared. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, she kind of gave me that strength to, to take that leap, uh, of faith and, and I haven't looked back Man, I've loved it. I, I love being down here and I really don't miss anything of new England other than the trails. Like I love to hike, um, and I really, yeah, like, but, no, dude, I don't, I don't, I love snowboarding when I was in college, but I don't. Not I'm okay with not doing it. Yeah. I do not miss the the shoveling and, or going out. You know, thirty minutes early to start your car. Yeah. Uh, none of that stuff. But yeah, I, that's the only thing I really miss for the most part. Like I still can see my friends and talk with them. I can still see my family. I'm not losing them. I don't. You know, I might not be able to see them as often, but it was. It, it's been an amazing journey and. I'm truly blessed to be down here and grateful for everything that's kind of come my way, um, you know, since I've been down here. So I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah. And you, you went back to coaching in a box and then, you, yeah. Um, then you got involved with a uh, jump ship training. So how did, mm-hmm. how did you get connected with uh, the team over there?
1: Uh, I honestly just reached out to set. Uh, I knew, his, I know his, his wife, Danny, uh, I've, you know, not like trained with her a lot, but I've worked out with her, you know, cause we all started out with red line. So, you know, we'd see each other once in a while. Um, but I kind of just reached out to him uh, on, a, on a whim because I, I wanted to not really follow like so much of a, of a program because I've kind of developed my own style and in in ways of how to properly progress and development and whatnot. And also it really just comes down to the client or the affiliate that is what they're, they're, they're looking for. Um, so every, every box, every individual is going to be different in that sense, but at the same time, Seth and I, I I like to say are are very similar. There's the way he views things and progresses is very similar to how I would, and I view things. So I just, and then after talking to him, I just knew it was, a, it was a, a great fit. Like it was the right move to do. So hiring a coach or, or, you know, working with a coach, it was something that was just allows me to be countable mm-hmm. on things, but also just takes the stress off my plate. Like I don't want to have to worry what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. I don't like, I don't want to have to program my week. Like I I don't want to have to, you know, Figure out my progressions because as much as I would like to say or think that I am, I'm probably going to be a little bit biased, you know, as much as as much as I'm like, there's no way like, I'm going to do the XYZ I know I'm I need to work towards this. uh, but am I doing enough towards it right am I doing just enough to like, say I'm doing something or am I actually doing enough where I'm actually going to benefit from it and see some improvement. So working with Seth, that just allows me to, Hey man, you, you stare the ship. Basically you, you tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust you. I'm all in. And it's been awesome. I've loved it. Uh, he's, he's been an awesome guy to work with, super helpful. And and I definitely, he's definitely putting me in situations that I know I wouldn't put myself in. Mm -hmm.
0: Very cool. So with, with so you're currently coaching at the box that you're training at too, right? Yeah. How's that going?
1: It's awesome, man. I, I love it. It's a amazing community. So I, I coach at Black Iron CrossFit in Frisco. Uh, the owner, Mike Manning, is an awesome guy. He, he's like, he's so genuine. He's he's all in on you. Like, it, it, I don't. It's tough to say, man. He's just someone that will go over and beyond, mm-hmm. even if like you don't ask, you don't hint towards it. It's just something that, that's in his nature. He just, he can like read minds and just knows what you need. Um, And he's just, he's there for you. So it's, it's absolutely been a blessing to be there and and have him allow me to be part of the team and really kind of lean on me to have a a bigger role there. So it's been super grateful to be there. And uh, I'm blessed to kind of have the opportunity to continue to grow. And I love it. Like it's, it's definitely different than being at free. Uh, in coaching in that sense of I have a little bit bigger of a role here mm-hmm. uh, but it's just a different environment as well like it's it's a little bit smaller of a, of a gym um, but for the most part it's just like I don't know it the members are awesome but like the structure of how Mike has things running and operating it's just a, a joy to be there like it really is uh, and I look forward to it and I'm, I've never been really a morning guy and I am now like I, I, I wake up every day at 3.30 AM. Oh God bless you. I wake up at
0: 4.20. I thought that was early.
1: Yeah, no, I'm up at 3.30 cause I need to eat. Yeah. So I, I, eat something and then I'm out the door by like 4.15, 4.20 to get there for five. Um, and to get the first class going after that. So yeah. And that's also kind of selfishly preparing myself for my son. Uh, you know, when, he starts getting into to sports or whatever activities, you know, I want to make sure I'm spending the day with him, um, versus, you know, losing that time with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I work a nine to five job right now. And it's like, I have to like beeline it to back home from Atlanta to where I live up and coming just to make it to a soccer practice. Yeah. So and it's and it's tough. So I mean, I I completely understand where you're coming from. So I mean, I wish I could do early early mornings, but you know, unfortunately, I can't. So
1: and then bless those people that work out of that time.
0: Yeah.
1: And I can't. I can. Maybe I could do six fifteen and, and working out, but five fifteen. Those guys are a different breed.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're double, like. I mean, for me, like a scoop a pre-workout, let's go. Just like. Yeah. Just just go with it, cause like for me. This is that's the only time I can work out, because you know, by okay. I, I get home at like five fifteen, and it's like I'm not gonna spend an hour at the gym, and not spend time with my kids, my wife and my kids, pretty much, you know. Yeah. So yeah,
1: no, that because that's what I would do. I would, I'd come home. I'd get home around like two two thirty. I'd eat something real quick, and then I'd go and work out at four. And then uh, there's just no way I'm gonna do that because then I'd get home at uh, at like. 6:30,
0: Yeah.
1: And there's just, yeah, I'm, that's just not where I want to be. Cause I, I told my wife, Heather, I'm like, Hey, I, I want to, I want to make a run for it. I want to like, I, I know I'm, I'm capable of doing it. I know I have the abilities, but I, I need to, I'm, I need to go in and she's like, oh, tell me what I need to do. So she's been supportive from day one of that. Um, But I also told her, I'm like, Hey, but I need you to I need you to kind of keep me stable, because I know I know me and my personality with this is I will go all in and I will not and I'll neglect other things. And I don't want to I don't want to do that. I don't want to I'm not going to neglect her. I'm not not going to neglect my son. Uh, I want to be here for them. I want to support them. I want to, you know, be here physically, emotionally, mentally. So I just, I made it very clear. I'm like, Hey, if you see me doing anything, if, you know, neglecting me being a husband or a father, I need to know. Yeah. Cause I just, I know I'll lose myself. I'll yeah. know I'll just go in and for training. And that's kind of where my focus point is. So um, she's, she's kind of been my rock on that for sure.
0: So, uh, we're getting close to the end of the podcast. So, um, we, I have a couple, like, it's not like rapid fire questions, but like just like okay. I typically ask like everyone. So, um, obviously, it's the new year. Um, yeah. So, what are your goals for the rest of the year? I know you talked about making a run for it, but do you have like, any other ones at all?
1: Uh, yeah. Other than, yeah, like I said, I want to make a run for the games. Uh, I feel like I'm in a good position and I have a, a good leadership for that uh, with Seth. So I'm looking forward to uh, the open and hopefully uh, next steps after that. Um, goals in that sense, other than that, uh, nothing. Other than that really, like, off the top of my head. Um, it, it mostly I would say with coaching and, and building the the affiliate that I'm in and other affiliates I program for is just kind of building them and, and making sure I'm accomplishing their goals. Right. So uh, that's why I'm in it. I would rather other people achieve their goals, and I guess in hindsight, that's me achieving my goal. And so, very cool. Yeah. Very
0: cool. Okay, so do you do you have any plans of doing any comp, like you know competitions other than the open?
1: Yeah, I actually have uh, TFX coming up. It's the Fit Experience. Okay. I guess it's like the biggest comp in Texas uh, for Texas. I guess it's so. I ended up uh, I was able to qualify for that, and I head down actually the last weekend of this month okay. that's a, a friday saturday sunday comp yeah
0: did you try for water at
1: all no i didn't so that's what seth was asking he's like he asked me if i would do waterpalooza or tfx and i said tfx just solely for like travel you know with my son being a year yeah. um so i i just didn't want to put in waterpalooza so long and i loved it when i would when i would go to waterpalooza it's an amazing event it's so much fun there uh being whether you're an athlete or a spectator but right now with the position i am with uh with my son i i decided that i told him i would do the tfx and that's it
0: okay yeah i mean i i commend you for doing that so that's you know that's awesome so do you do you have like a favorite book that you like to read or like give out as a gift
1: favorite book
0: it could be like it could yeah. be like a biography or like nonfiction, like whatever
1: uh, honestly this is it's, it's old and i don't know how much i would look at it now but i really enjoyed the ronda rousey her um her book that was motivating in in that sense and it was something that kind of I connected with it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So if that's anything, that's something that I would, I would look into. Okay. Very cool.
0: Very cool. All right. What's in your gym bag?
1: My gym bag, dude, what's not in my gym bag. <laughs> I have literally everything in there that like keeps me put together. Uh, so I have my belts. I have two belts that I kind of carry around. I have uh, element 26 and two poon and I kind of switch back and forth depending on the workout and the lift that I'm doing. I have, uh, my hook grip, knee sleeves. I have my element 26, uh, hand grips for all my gymnastics work, which dude, those, if you're not on those, and this isn't like a selling point, but they're phenomenal. Is it, are those the like, rubber ones? Yeah, I've
0: never it is. I want to try them. I just, they've sold out. When they're I'm, an
1: absolute game changer. I'm not going to lie. And Phil, if you listen to this, man, like I he, he sent me a pair. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't, I actually let a member use them before I t- tried them. I'm like, Hey, I just got these. You can try them out. And he was a big boy. And he's like, dude, these things are insane. I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah. And I, I put them on and I hopped up. And it has been a freaking game changer. Like, I feel like I can never come off the rig. I feel like I can just do endless amount of pull-ups. God, I, I gotta, I I gotta, gotta
0: totally...
1: get them. I gotta get on. dude. Um, and I like I said, I'm not. I don't get anything out of it. I'm like these, and I t- and basically everyone in my gym almost has them. Mm-hmm. They're they're that good, and no one no one believes me until they try them. So it, I'm I promise you, man. If you don't like them, I'll take them. <laughs> um. And then uh, I have my my sweatbands because Texas weather, man, it gets hot down here. Yeah. Uh, I have my my shoes, my nanos, and my weightlifting shoes, and then my thumb tape. Um, I use uh, the Jaybird thumb tape. It's you get it off Amazon, and you get a pretty solid pack uh, for what you buy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's basically I think I think it, it. I think I have like a couple like. Children knee sleeves that I put on my ankles for uh, when I do my rope climbs, but yeah. Very cool.
0: So if you had, if you had like an unlimited amount of like sponsors that you could pick from, which one of them mm. would they be for you? Just unlimited one. amount of sponsors. Just, just, just one. One? Like one. 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 out of like this whole list of like of sponsors. Which one would you pick and why?
1: I think Noble for sure, but they're like how much they've advanced for clothing wise, but I don't know a company that I can think of that has like, that I'm really a big fan of that has everything kind of a one size fits all with like short shirts, sweatbands, um, belts, tape, all that stuff. Uh, so I would, I just love the noble shirts, honestly, that I'm a big fan of. Um, so I guess, yeah, probably them.
0: Okay. All right. Um, What would you tell somebody that's trying to get into CrossFit and make maybe make a run to the games? What to expect?
1: Be ready to do the non sexy things. What I mean by that, man, everybody wants to do the cleans, the back squats, the pressing. It's the little things that make the difference. It really is. It's the session work. It's the recovery stuff you do. It's the non sexy things. It's the tedious, boring things that. Nobody is willing to do, but it's the most beneficial. If you want to make a run for it and you want to stay in this game long, uh, it's something that needs to happen. I remember when I got injured, I had 365 days to improve. But can you spend that day? Like, can you spend that time? It's, it takes a lot to mentally give it an entire year towards that. It takes a lot of sacrifice. It really does. I remember like I would have family that would fly in that I haven't seen in like two years. And it was either seeing them or training. And I, and I chose training. They understood and they were supportive, but you have to be willing to do that kind of stuff. You have to be willing to kind of sacrifice your time. And what's a little bit more important. Is it, you know, going out having a few drinks with your friends or is it going to bed at nine, eight 30 and getting your sleep that you need. Um, so it's just, be ready to work that's what it it, it really is like you don't have to do these three-hour sessions but you need to put the work in you need to give the intensity that it deserves that what it calls for right everything should be different and everything should have a different stimulus so if you're following a a specific program it should have a a progression and build out for that kind of stuff so yeah just be ready to work and and have the non-sexy things kind of be your go-to versus everything else because if you can improve those things all those other bigger lifts and the sexy things that everybody likes to post and see will only benefit
0: yeah very cool so let's just say um you stop doing crossfit you know you're like almost at the last leg of like dying how do you how do you want people to know you as
1: Uh, someone that's like willing to help in that that sense because that's kind of what I've chose for the path of myself. Like I've, I've chosen to be someone that helps someone achieve goals or improve on certain things or just have a overall better way of life in that sense. So uh, I would like people to think of me that I can, I'm willing to help and I'm willing to put the time in for them uh, regardless of what that means. So Um, that's kind of how I I view myself and I hope people can perceive me as that.
0: Very cool. So where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about like jump ship or like, you know, Black Iron CrossFit or pretty much just you in general?
1: Um, Instagram or Facebook works. Uh, if you're, you know, if you wanted to email me, you can, the simplest email that you can remember is my first name, Chase, and then at blackironcrossfit.com. So that's another way, Um, but Instagram and and Facebook all work. Uh, I'm actually back on it because I did take some time off and that stuff.
0: How was it? How
1: was Uh, it, by the way? It was great. Honestly, like, at first I thought I would be missing things um, and come to find out later on, like, you know, it took me two months to respond back to you. So I was (laughs) missing out on things, Uh, but I'm not, I'm not upset about any of it. It was just something that it just kind of hit me actually driving in at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, that it was just like I. It was November first, and I remember looking at the date of my car, and it just made me think of like the dates when we had like 11, 11, 11, 12, 12, 12, Like it just made me think like we're never gonna have this moment back, right? I'm never gonna have November first, two thousand twenty one back. It's a moment that I'll never have. So it just made me think about my wife. It made me think about my son that I needed to value my time with him versus what was going on in social media or making sure I'm up to date on, you know, events coming up or if someone's reaching out to me, you know, I wanted to make sure I'm giving them that time mm-hmm. versus others, right? So they need to be my priority. Uh, so that was just something where I was just like, it's not going to kill me. It's not the end of the world. If I take this time off, like I'm not missing anything. If I really am, like someone will reach out to me. That's close to me through my phone, via text, via email, a phone call. So, um, it was just something that I really wanted to do. And, and, I, and I just did it. I was like, that's it.
0: Very cool. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I mean, I've been a big fan. No, I, I want to thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate been, it. I've been, a fa- I've been a fan since I met you at CrossFit Free, and I, I really do think like every t- every chance I see you on social media or like on regionals or something like that, like you're you're the guy that I root for, and I really do think that maybe that I, I really do think that this year and maybe next year or whatever, like I I do think y- you know you have the potential to even make, to, to make it. Appreciate that. So in like, and I I root for you all the time, like I said, and you know, I hope, I hope you get there and, thank you you know, just, just get the chance to walk in the arena and just like experience like everything that's going on.
1: Well, if I do, you got to have me back on so I can tell you about it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I always try to get everybody back on. So (laughs) cool. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Thank you.